Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. So much going on today. We're covering it all here. Uh, I feel bad for uh, producer Amy and Gustavo and the whole team. There's just so much for them to be doing. They're running around uh, keeping me informed so I can convey all that uh, information to you. I just refreshed all the uh, indexes, the the Dow Jones, Industrial, NASDAQ, and S&P. No uh, dramatic change from the last segment. Still uh, all hovering around uh, 8% losses on the day. The NASDAQ, the only exception right now at uh, at 6%, 6.95 rather, uh, on the day. Dow Jones, industrial average down 8.4%, just over 2,000 points. We're going to continue to follow that throughout the day. Uh, we've got some experts lined up to help us understand what's happening, what we should be doing, and if there's anything we're not thinking to, to check on, uh, we'll have the experts help us out uh, throughout the day here on today's program. Uh, right now, I want to talk to you uh, for a moment uh, about the coronavirus, not though uh, with a focus on its impact on the markets, uh, but rather uh, now to discuss some of the impacts being felt, um, well, in our homes. And as folks try to get us to spend money and buy things, uh, there are those who uh, would take advantage of these circumstances, of these fears. Before I get into that, though, I want to leave an invitation. Uh, Amy just reminded me. Uh, Later on in the program, we're going to be discussing the results released recently in a new poll which looks at the race for governor here in the state of Utah. As you well remember, uh, Governor Gary Herbert made it known that he's not running for re-election. And there are a number of folks who have lined up, put their hands in the air and said, hey, listen, I think I am best suited to serve as your governor. Well, there are some new poll results out. Uh, There are a couple of front runners, uh, one doing uh, better than the rest of the field. What I want to do is I'm going to hold off on sharing any of those details with you now. Uh, Later on in the program, uh, just before 1.30, let's say, uh, we will discuss what has been discovered in that poll. I'll give you all the numbers and we'll break them down a little bit. But what I would like from you uh, to help me out during that poll, during that segment is to leave me a voicemail. Uh, could you call in, please? 801-575-7668. Again, 801-575-7668. If you wouldn't mind calling in and just letting me know who you would like to see as Utah's next governor. Feel free to leave some of your reasoning. Uh, regardless of party, whoever it is, uh, just call in, 801-575-7668. This is your opportunity to make the pitch for uh, the individual you would like to see serving next in the governor's mansion here in the state of Utah. Uh, we'll play those back uh, during that segment at about one twenty when I share with you these recent polling results on, again, Utah's race for the governorship. Uh, okay, now back to the coronavirus. 
the governor on Friday here in the state of Utah, about 4.30 in the afternoon, uh, made a declaration that we here now are facing a state of emergency. KSL Television's Jed Bold joined me uh, last week as well to talk about what it means for a state, specifically Utah, to declare a state of emergency. And what's important to know is what it doesn't do. Okay, it's not a call for panic. It's not a call for every single Utah to shutter themselves up in their home and look uh, skeptically at their neighbor, uh, taking excessive precautions. What it is simply is a way for the state to free up some resources. There's about $16 million uh, that are at the ready to be spent to aid in combating the coronavirus here in the state of Utah, as well as uh, there on Friday, the president signed an $8.3 billion coronavirus aid package. And for a state to be in a state of emergency, it allows for more uh, ready and easy access to some of those funds. So uh, don't be too terrified if you're just now hearing for the first time that Utah is currently in a state of emergency. Uh, We have learned, uh, although that there is a case here in Davis County uh, of a positive uh, case of the coronavirus, Uh, We've also become aware of a gentleman down in St. George who uh, he has tested positive for the coronavirus. He spent some time in quarantine, uh, but uh, was either released or released himself or under some circumstances ends up at home. uh, And he is uh, maintaining a self-imposed quarantine. And so we'll uh, we won't give him a hard time, certainly by any means. uh, But that's simply a window into the state of things here in Utah. Now, There are a number of myths uh, that are important to get straight. Let me share with you uh, some of these things that you got to understand so that you're taking good care of yourself. And uh, some of the precautions I've found uh, that are becoming trendy and you see on the evening news or wherever, some of these precautions are uh, essentially useless. The World Health Organization, along with some experts with whom they have teamed up, uh, have at worked very hard to dispel some of those myths. Here in the state of Utah, uh, the lieutenant governor is leading a task force uh, to that same end. You can get information at coronavirus.utah.gov on what uh, is specific to here in the state of Utah. But while I've got you, let me share with you uh, a little bit of information put out by the World Health Organization. Some of it's a little comical, but uh, it's it's important to know. And, you know, honestly, some of the more comical m- misunderstandings uh, might be just that for some misunderstandings. They don't catch the joke or anything. So let's let's clear this up right now. Just for a couple minutes, we're going to walk through what the World Health Organization has advised. And then I'm going to tell you something interesting. Uh, there are a number of companies around the country uh, that deal in uh, like colloidal silver, uh, essential oil, oils, uh, tinctures, uh, and various products like that. And, you know, how the independent distributor uh, business model works. Some of those folks have made claims that their products uh, could do some great good in combating uh, the coronavirus. Well, the FDA and the FTC has sent letters of warning to those companies, uh, warning them that if you continue to make these fraudulent claims, uh, you will face the consequences. But first, uh, the World Health Organization. The coronavirus came from bat soup. That is absolutely not correct. The coronavirus was deliberately created or released. Giving humans a little bit too much credit here. 
There's a question asked on the World Health Organization on this myth page asking, uh, will wearing a mask protect me from the virus? A lot of people like to think so. And of course, a mask gives you a sense of security. But the problem is that people who wear these masks usually don't wear them properly. They've never really been trained. They may not know what kind of mask to wear. So there's two types of masks. One, the simple or surgical mask that you see the general population wearing. And then there's another type of mask that healthcare workers wear. It's called the N95 mask and it's a respirator and it is able to filter particles that are airborne with 95% efficacy. And the one that healthcare workers wear, they have to go through what we call fit testing and so to make sure they have a perfect seal. People who may think they want to wear an N95 find it very uncomfortable after a while. So even if it's well fit, it's, it's then especially hard to breathe through. And the mask is really for those that are infected with the actual coronavirus disease, not so much for a healthy individual. Last up from the World Health Organization, here is one addressing uh, the question of whether or not the virus only affects older people. Well, that's kind of half true. It affects everybody, even children. The older people, however, are the ones who are more likely to have severe disease or more serious disease. So all of us older people have to be careful, but it affects everybody. And even the older people, most of us will probably not even be that sick. All right, very good. So that is some of those myths that the World Health Organization uh, has decided to nip in the bud. So hopefully that was informative to you. Now, before we go to break, I want to share with you uh, a piece of information I received this morning from the FDA and the FTC. They have warned seven companies that selling fraudulent uh, products that claim to treat or prevent COVID-19. That's this novel coronavirus, as you know. Uh, Well, the way it works is if a, a company specifically a drug company, uh, makes a false claim or makes a claim that's outside the parameters of uh, the Food and Drug Administration, uh, the first step is for a letter to be issued, essentially a cease and desist letter uh, addressed to the company making the false claims. Well, uh, there have been a handful of these letters, seven in particular, uh, drafted and sent to companies around the country as they have made false claims about the the their the ability of their products to combat the coronavirus. Uh, I'm not going to have time to go through all of the companies right now, so I'm going to try to look for an opportunity later on in the program to go through this. But uh, what I'll tell you now is the, the point of these letters is to uh, communicate to companies and to consumers, again, this is the FDA, that there, quote, are currently no vaccines or drugs approved to treat or prevent COVID-19. Although there are investigational COVID-19 vaccines and treatments under development, these investigational products are in the early stages of product development and have not yet been fully tested for safety or effectiveness. The point of this is, if you on social media or if a friend of a friend calls you up and says that they've got a great opportunity for you to protect yourself and make a little money on the side uh, because uh, they have the cure for the coronavirus, uh, you need to hang the phone up and uh, make your way over to my uh, Lee Lonsberry Facebook page. And on there is a link to the FDA where you are able to report uh, such false claims as this. Later on in the program, I'm going to go into more detail about these claims and about the companies making them. Uh, But right now we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll be speaking with Tad Walsh from the Deseret News, who has been following the developments by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints as it seeks uh, to prevent the spread of the coronavirus among members of that faith. That's in head. Next on Live Mike, I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.